0: Kaya, and you're listening to Warmly. Warmly brings the heat back to conversations that went cold. We're going to talk about love, loss, people who drive us crazy, the careers we've built, the bridges we've burned, who we want to become, and so much more. Warmly exists to make space for the simple, the side-splitting laughter, the sorrow, the turmoil, and the plateaus in life. At the end of the day, Warmly exists to build a community that embodies vulnerability, wherever you are, whoever you are, and however you got there, reclaiming power in our lives and over hardships we once felt powerless in. Good good afternoon, good whatever it is, whatever time it happens to be when you are listening in. Of course, this is Kaya, and I wanted to put some stuff out there for you to get just a taste of really what Warmly is going to look like in the coming weeks and months and hopefully years, just years of Warmly stacked up. Um... No, I mean, all jokes aside, I think even though this has obviously been a personal project and exploration of my own, it's been a long time since I've truly had the freedom to do something that just I want to do. Um, And I, I want for it to be successful. I want for it to be useful to others and I want others to enjoy it. So of course, there are other pressures and things that I think through and have to weigh as I plot the trajectory. But ultimately, I'm grateful to have a little bit more freedom to decide and really play around with what will be coming up next on Warmly. So if you didn't already listen to episode 11, please go ahead and do it. It's 15 minutes long and just kind of gives context for what you can expect and the way that we're shifting things here on Warmly. You can actually link directly to that podcast through my website, which is warmlypod.com slash blog slash pivot. And that will have all of the links to each of these episodes that we've launched here as kind of a reintroduction of sorts to the brand new Warmly. And you'll tune in to, or you'll learn rather like why I'm keeping the name Warmly, why it still is so relevant and important to this space and um, the community that we're building here. So all that being said, today is a is an episode, or rather, this episode is an episode on one of the guideposts that. Um, has kind of creeped its way into my life recently. One thing that has really left an impression and ultimately is giving me pause just to think and reflect on the specific relationships that are in a, in my life right now um, and just honoring what they are, where they're at. And without any further ado, I think we ought to just dig right in. All right, so the guidepost that... I want to be able to talk about with you today is from something that Young Pueblo posted very, very recently. You can find this on Instagram at Y-U-N-G underscore Pueblo, P-U-E-B-L-O. Young Pueblo is a meditator, writer, and speaker. And most recently posted this. Let's stop treating each other like machines. It's okay if someone does not immediately respond to your email. Do not expect quick replies to every text message. The internet and social media have sharply increased the demands on your personal energy. Be a human and take your time. So this resonated with me for many reasons. Um, I use the word human a lot anytime I describe the way that I see myself uh, progressing career-wise. A phrase that I've used pretty often in the last two to three years is that I really want to make work more human again. And so Young Pueblo's use of the word human really struck me and stood out as i reflected on the general sentiment of just slowing down and stop expecting our friends or business associates or clients to respond within so 30 seconds like we're literally on a customer service website on the chat feature <laughs> um i definitely have sensed and realized a lot of discomfort in my own life personally, in that tension between saying something and waiting for a response. And like I have to remember. So growing up, my mom would read the Laura Ingalls Wilder stories to us and like Little House on the Prairie. And they literally would have to, like, send a letter across the country by way of somebody that just, like, happened to be going via horse across the country. I'm, like, kind of making half of this up because I don't remember all of the logistical details. But, like, this is the Oregon Trail Days, people. Like, you didn't have the ability to send a text message. Red receipts? Like, I would love to have to explain a red receipt to Laura Ingalls Wilder herself. Or pa, like what? The concept that you could know the moment that someone like opened your message and just the agony of like knowing that someone has or has not responded. I think we all can talk ad nauseum about the implications of these modern technologies and how we are conditioned to feel more entitled to others' responses. But I think, like, we have to, in a way, take a step back and and just look at, like, where we've come from and how we, instead of using this technology to bring us closer, we're, we're also, like, giving it enough power and space to create distance and, like, make relationships harder than they ought to be. And so... I think like the other part of this sentiment that really stuck out to me beyond just the human, the use of the word human was that young Pueblo also used the word machine. So the first phrase again is let's stop treating each other like machines. And when you think about all of the maintenance that goes into machinery and like if something's broken or if it's not producing at a certain rate anymore, um, or what it's producing is just not producing the same quality. I mean, all hell breaks loose, and I'm not looking at anyone in particular. I know that I am, I'm guilty of treating my friends and my people, like just people in and out of my life, like machines in a way as well. Where I, this isn't to say that, you know, if a friendship starts to dwindle or like someone that used to show up for you doesn't show up for you anymore, that that's not something to A, mourn or B, address. But basically, like, here's the thing. As humans, we don't have a regular maintenance schedule. Like, the reasons why we do what we do are so much more complex than we have a loose gasket or we're not plugged into our energy resource anymore. There's just a lot of different factors. One way that I sense this kind of in the inverse in my life is that recently I've taken a couple of days of PTO, um, which I'm grateful to have through my employer, and I'm one of those people who does not look at emails when I'm on PTO. I barely will respond to a phone or a text. Like if someone calls me or texts me or emails me, I don't find any type of need or feel any kind of, compelment isn't a word. I don't feel compelled in any way, shape, or form to have to respond to those things. I've set my out of office. My calendar says I'm on PTO. That's period. End of statement. Like, that is it. Um, And I know not everyone's that way. So it's just, like, been interesting to see how others also maybe are treating me like a machine and how much of a violation that feels like to feel that constant pressure to perform and not that in certain relationships or friendships, there aren't expectations or that there are no expectations for how you show up. Because I think that if you're doing friendships right, you do have people that are safe for you to show up however you show up, whenever you show up. Um, be that like a physical meeting or or literally like just the metaphorical kind of showing up. Um, but yeah, I just, we have to reflect on how does it feel to be treated like a machine, And is that really what we are trying to subject others to? Because I think when we actually pause to reflect on that, we must address the conceit and the selfishness and all that is wrapped up into this idea of asking others to meet us where we are at always, even though we are also in this culture of like, no, everyone needs to do what's best for them. And take time if you need it, and what have you. Um, there's a lot of nuance to that. I think there are people who, um, you know, even in my own personal life, where I we have kind of have a, a rhythm of a way that we maybe relate to each other. And like, if there's ever time or space needed, I think that is something that in a safe relationship and a safe friendship, everyone should feel, all parties should feel compelled to be able to say that, and there be no question around you know, why would you need space? In a healthy relationship, in a healthy friendship, space is is a thing that ought to have a permanent spot to land whenever it needs to be there, if that makes sense. And too often, I do really feel that when space shows up, And again, I'm speaking to myself here. When space shows up and is like, yo, I'm actually going to be a little bit more here than like the actual person, there's an outrage. I'm throwing, I'm throwing tables over. I'm, I'm not okay. And again, I think that there's, there's a tension between really needing your people and understanding that in true friendship, That doesn't mean that showing up for your friends is always convenient or that showing up for people doesn't need to be done even when you have no energy or you feel like you've nothing left to give. If anything, I think friendship is identifying those people who you will bend over backwards for when you are already laying on the ground. Like your friends aren't the people who are willing to bend over backwards for you when they're standing up straight in full health and wellness and in a good state of mind. That's an acquaintance or even a stranger who you caught on like a good day under normal like easy circumstances. A friend is truly going to, not like a machine, they're going to recognize and be able to honor the friendship, honor that human relationship and connection, and say, I choose to respect our friendship. I choose to support you even in my weakness. and I would never advocate for this being a routine thing, right? Um, We do have to set boundaries. We do have to decide how much, you know, when is enough is enough. When is enough enough? (laughs) And how do we draw those lines? And how do we also set boundaries with people who really aren't actually our friends and we do actually need space from so that we can recover and heal and um, move forward, So um, that's the guidepost that I wanted to share today. I think it also pairs really well with, again, this reminder of what Warmly stands for, which is this community where we can show up vulnerably (laughs) and we can show up just as we are. Uh, We're not expected to say or feel a certain way. We have the freedom to share what we want and nothing that we don't. And that can be just a really beautiful thing. Thank you so much for tagging along. In case you forgot, I'm your host, Kaya, and this, of course, is Warmly. Kudos to the artist of our brand new intro and outro music, Bad Snacks. The intro is titled The Morning After, and the outro is titled Frustrated. Bad Snacks is an electronic hip-hop producer and artist who also happens to play the synthesized violin. You can find more of her work at badsnacks.bandcamp.com. That's B-A-D-S-N-A-C-K-S.